Welcome to another edition of Conversations of the Heart. Uh, as always, it is your boy T. Till. We have a very, very special guest in the building tonight, and that is Tanidra Ortis. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm excited to be here. I just want to say thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So for the people who don't know, uh, Tanitra is a certified life coach, confidence coach. She's a spiritual leader, author, uh, but she's also a wife and a mother, um, probably the most two, two important titles um, in yeah. her life. Um, and she's going to be uh, sharing her story um, in just a bit here. Um, and we're going to have great conversation, great dialogues around some difficult topics. But I think, uh, you know, it's going to be great to hear her perspective on some things here. But before we get started, um, just tell the people um, who who is for people who don't know out there, who <laughs> is Tanitria? Uh, so um, I'm just going to basically elaborate a little bit on what you shared. Uh, so uh, as a mother, I have two boys. Um, I'm currently a co-parenting. Co I feel more like a supporting parent since my boys are uh, li living full time with their dad. Um, I'm a wife, of course. I've been married for almost two years. Um, me and my husband have been together nine years, almost. Um, and then as a spiritual leader and confidence coach, um, I help Black men and women uh, get out of the survival mentality. Um, learn how to deal with their pain and let go of the story for the past. So similar to what I'll be sharing throughout our conversation, just helping people overcome things from their past um, or if they're living in a story from what they've encountered, you know, during their life. Um, so I'm really big on helping people turn pain into purpose. I, lo I, I love that. And so when it comes to like helping people and coaching people and, you know, when did you know that you wanted to be a life coach? When did you know that like you wanted to get your start and just really helping people all the time? Like, how did you know that was your purpose? Um, most definitely from overcoming my own, my own trauma um, after going to therapy and then giving my life to Christ. Um, God led me to coaching. So it came to me like in a, I had a late night epiphany or midlife crisis, if you want to call it that as well. Um, and just, you know, took time to look into see if coaching was a thing because I didn't even know it was a thing. Um, and then I stepped out on faith, took the course, got certified. Um, and I did it more so because I was in a space of after therapy, I had worked through my emotions. And so. It, it felt like a, a next step or a step up. Um, I was working on, on, I was more serious about my health, doing better about choosing, you know, healthier, a healthier lifestyle, like following an actual meal plan. Um, and so just based on where I was at in life, it was wanting to learn more and then having a passion to help others do the same. Mm. I love that. Um mm -hmm. And that's why I became a certified life coach as, as well, just having that kind of a passion for for, for people. Um yeah. and, and wanting to see them wanting to seeing them through, I think, um, yeah. is something that's so amazing to see them come out on the other side mm -hmm. of whatever their circumstances are. Um yes. so you know, let's start in the beginning. Okay. Um, you know, I know like 
no, a little of your story, and it's 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 an yeah. incredible story. Um, mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't know your story, you know. Right. So I know you've suffered with you know abandonment and mm-hmm. um, you know domestic, you know, witnessing domestic violence and even sexual yes. abuse at an early age, right? Yes. So walk me through. Um, you know, I know you've had things from like the age of five years old going on, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So kind of walk me through the early stages of of the things that you went through. Uh, I guess beginning at five. Absolutely. Um, I always like to start my story or testimony now at this point um, mm-hmm. with my non biological grandmother. Um, so at the age of two, which I always start with my mother. That, that's related to my mother. Um, At the age of two, my mother was given to my non-biological grandmother. So she's of no relation to me, but the Mm -hmm. only grandmother that I know Mm -hmm. um, when she was two, when my mother was two years old. Um, And so just from what my mother went through, when I, when I was five, she left me and my two siblings. I have three siblings, but at that time it was just the three of us. Um, She did leave us with a she was dating a drug dealer at the time so she left us with um a relative of his him uh his family and her teenage daughters um and she was a drug addict um and so we spent a lot of time i spent time uh trying to just make sure you know look out for me and my two siblings um they were three and two so we were we were very toddlers basically we were very young um, and trying to learn how to make ends meet at a, at a very young age, you know, just, um, looking out for them, making sure that what we, we had food to eat, you know, I was doing things like stealing, um, just to ensure that me and my siblings could eat. Um, and, um, from there, my, my non-biological grandmother picked us up. Um, and I was almost six at the time. I remember I was almost six. Um, somehow she found us. She didn't know her way around the city, but somehow she found us. She picked us up. And so we we lived with her. My two siblings were back and forth from her and my mother, but I stayed for the sake of stability. Um, but my grand but my grandmother um was also very abusive. So we went through a lot of verbal and physical abuse um at the hands of her as well. Um, and so it wasn't, it wasn't like it was a safe haven to be with her or my mother, um, just because of my mom was still in the streets. So we were very much in the streets with her. And then my grandmother was very strict. Um, and so, and she led with a very heavy hand. And so, um, I'm going to be in stability here or do I want to have, do I want to feel like I have to be an adult over here? Um, um, and then as I grew into a teenager, um, I say by the time I hit a preteen, I was ready to stay with mom, my mom, because my my grandmother's grip was so tight. I couldn't uh-huh. do anything at a young age. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and, you know, once you get older, as you start to get older, you want to have fun. And so um, I went I eventually went to stay with my mother. Um, and, and I still, I stepped into the role of being an adult at that time. I, we had, she had had my youngest sister, um, and I stepped into just taking on the role of being the second mother, um, just tending to my siblings, making sure they had everything they need. Um, by the time I hit 14, I was working to provide. So pay bills, um, get the things we needed for school, um, helping with food, things like that. Um, uh, aside from what, 
my mother was doing. Um, of course we were on welfare. Um, and so, um, my mom was abused from, I remember as early as two, but it was going on before that age. Um, mm. So from two until I hit 21, she was being abused um, mm. by the men that she was dating, um, including my father and my siblings' father. So we all have different fathers except me and my middle sister. So the, the three dads, three mm. baby fathers. Mm-hmm. Um, so watching her be abused over the course of that time frame. I did start to get more involved in those fights when I was 12, when I hit 12, um, started, you know, trying to help her um, mm. because she's, she's so small. She's of 4'11". Course. So <laughs> wow. she needed help. Yeah. Um, she needed, that's, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So, um, and, and the stress of it all. So by the time I, by the time I was, again, I, by the time I was 14 and as I hit 16, um, I really started to act out. I was rebellious. Um, you know, I was taking my pain out on my family. So I was very aggressive. Um, I didn't like to be hurt. So I was assert very, very aggressive in that as well. Um, you know, cussing people out. It was mainly my family. Right. Um, they got the, got the brunt of, the feelings of what I was going through. So, um, and then of course that led into adulthood, but I'm gonna let you ask any questions you may have (laughs) there before I continue on there. Yeah. So when did, so, I mean, you've already kind of going through a lot, um, in terms of like witnessing, um, that type of abuse. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. and then the abandonment too. Right. Um, so when did the sexual abuse start? I was, it was between the ages of four and six. Um, and it was four different people. So it was a relative. Mm. Um, it was uh, where we were living on the streets. Um, when I was five, it was a young man there and a teenage girl. Um, and then when I went to live with my grandmother, it was a teenage boy. So four different people between the ages of four and six. Wow. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) So that's so that's on top of the abandonment and witnessing the domestic Domestic violence. violence. Yeah. I want people to get a a understanding right of Mm -hmm. your childhood in a sense of having to grow up extremely fast. Yes. Um, you know the different responsibilities yes then the trauma yes um that you have unfortunately had to endure mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and carry with yes. you because you know at four or five and six nobody knows right. how, to, how to unpack anything at that age right um, <laughs> it's just not possible right so right so now you're now you're carrying all of this, mm-hmm. which could actually turn into what you were saying about how you were angry, right? Yeah. Um, and lashing out um, yes. to family, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, were you angry at family because you felt un- unprotected by them? Was it something like that? Or was it just you lashing out as a preteen or things like I- that? Like you said, you're not you're not of age or of knowledge to unpack anything. So I was just lashing out. It was just feeling the pain and as a result of feeling that lashing out. 
Mm. And so, and so now as being in the preteens, right now, mm-hmm. high school to me is a place where you find yourself, not, not really find yourself, but you're yeah. having fun, you're getting yeah. friends, start having mm-hmm. crushes, you know, it's the fun stuff, you know, uh, um, in high school, right. For, for most kids and, and right. teenagers. Right. But you were coming into high school already carrying a lot of trauma yes. um, that mm-hmm. most kids could never understand. Right. Would be your classmates. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, so how did carrying this trauma translate in, 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 into high school? I definitely focused on my studies. So mm. I did my best to just be a straight A student. I aimed for A's and B's, but straight A's if possible. So I put all my in- time and energy into my work, my grades, um, something I feel like I could control, you know, something that I felt like was a sign of this is something that I can make good for me because everything else in my life is bad. Um, I didn't share my past with anybody. So I was one of those kids who masked it. You know, I walked around with a smile on my face. I acted like everything was OK. Um, but you do. You you carry around a huge void and you feel, you know, empty. But. You just try to make the best of it. Um, I did a lot of times. Um, I was impacted by watching a lot of the other children have what I felt like was everything that they wanted or the things that they wanted. And, you know, that wasn't an option for me. I had to make sure that my family would have the necessities. So, you know, being able to step into a desire of what I wanted was out of the question. I knew that at an early age, my mom couldn't afford it. Wow. 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 Mm. And that's a lot to know sometimes, like, yeah. you know, especially when you're in school, kids, you know, mm. if you're the one, you know, if you're the child that, you know, like can't afford certain things or, or have the flyest gear or yeah. whatever that is, you know, <laughs> you know, there could be some bullying or, or making fun of and, and, you know, things like that, which on top of the trauma already that you mm-hmm. experienced um, can also be pretty daunting for a teenager. Um, right. So with all of that, you know, the trauma, the mental anguish, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I, and I'm pretty sure emotional um, Absolutely. anguish that you, that you're carrying, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the, your solace was school and grades and, yes. and making sure that you were an A student and that mm-hmm. you were learning because <laughs> that's where you thrived. And yes. that was your safe space in terms of accomplishments. Right. right. And, you, and you didn't feel like, oh, well, I, I'm failing at this. You were right. excelling mm-hmm. in that. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, wow. Um, that's pretty. Well, one, I won't say amazing because no, no, no child or teenager should have to ever endure those things. Um, right. But the fact that you were that you channel things into something positive like school, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, um, is is it's uh, pretty telling about you um, and your strength. Right? Um, right. That you shouldn't have even had to have. Right. At, at those ages, right? Um, right. So high school, then you're transitioning, right, out of that yes. into pre-adulthood. Um, you know, it, you know, this is an interesting time between teenage years and adulthood because you're not a, quite a, an adult yet, but yeah, you're. Why? You know, you're, you know it's it, mm-hmm. it's like you're getting there. Um, you <laughs> yeah, smell yourself a little bit. You know, it's like I'm I'm almost there. I'm almost grown, yeah. but I'm not grown. But you, 
uh, have a lot of responsibilities at an early age. So you were almost living right. like a grown person, but not really yet. Um, so out of high school, you know, going into adulthood, did you start to realize, all right, I need to unpack this stuff or was it still a lot of lashing out, um, in different behaviors? Uh, like what was that, that transition from, you know, going high school into adulthood? Early adulthood, yes, of course. Um, so around 15 or 16, I started, uh, doing hair. So I was, I was a braider. I'm still a writer, <laughs> but, um, that was, that was, that became more of a permanent solution for me to make money. Um, and so right out of high school, I went to beauty school. I went to beauty school to get my cosmetology license, license. Um, just trying to form some way of normalcy and yeah. entering into that young adulthood. So, um, I got my cosmetology license i was doing hair <laughs> i didn't think that i could afford the booth rent or uh -huh. have enough clientele to do that so that was a lot of fear around just stepping out um and really excelling there um right. so after a while i went to acting school um i met my boy's father at acting school and two months into dating i got pregnant so we oh. were hanging out before that, but when we made it a fish, we were officially a couple two months uh -huh. into dating, we found out I was pregnant. So um, while I was pregnant, I fell into a depression uh -huh. um, and it was just having that mentality of, gosh, I can barely take care of myself. Like I just hit a point in my life where I'm like, I can start to make a transition or things, you know, create a sense of lifestyle for myself. Um, and so having to immediately move, you know, from the traumatic mindset, take care of your siblings to trying to take care of yourself back into now I'm going to be taking care of a human being for 18 years. Mm. You know, um, I did, I, I fell into a depression. Um, I stayed and with the depression came suicidal thoughts. So it, it was a deep depression. Um, you know, just, wanting to end it so I didn't have to step further into that responsibility because I felt like I hadn't even overcome the responsibility I was already carrying. Right. Um, um, and my mother and my boys dad helped me through that transition. So I was depressed for about two months. Um, and then my mother came in and, and just gave me this really deep spirited talk to mm. where it lifted me in out of the depression enough to move forward with, with you know, deciding to have the baby. Mm. Um, so shortly after that, me and my boy's dad moved in together. Um, we got engaged um, <laughs> and we just, we started living life from there. We had the baby, you know, and started living life from there uh, about four years in um, I cheated on him. Um, and so oh. That was basically my way of trying to escape or get out of, you know, the responsibility that had come with having a child. Mm. Um, and that by that time we had had a second child. So we had two. Um, and just just wanting to break free from that, wanting to break free of the, the pain that I was still feeling because I talked about it immensely like i mm. talked about it constantly with him but i wasn't doing anything to heal mm -hmm. um and so it just 
as you stated earlier, was just still caring, just suppressing. Uh, uh I was talking about it with somebody, but I was still suppressing and caring. I I wasn't doing anything to heal. So it landed Uh me um, into cheating. Wow. Yeah. Well, and I, I mean, I, I can pretty much gather that that didn't, yeah. uh, that didn't really go well. Um, once, no, it didn't. Once things were found out, right, yes. and and things were were revealed, and yes. um, so having two children, uh, yes. li- living with you know the mm-hmm. father of those children, mm-hmm. and then now have cheated. Yeah. Now. Was it a situation that he just that he was able to get over? Um, like, how did you guys move forward with having two children, um, which is, um, you know, at that point in your life is, is still pretty major, right? You have yeah. two small kids, mm-hmm. you still you still have past trauma, yeah. Um, and now you've created more, yes, because <laughs> now you've cheated on him, which possibly has caused him trauma. Yes, now at absolutely. this point, mm-hmm. right? So, how did you guys move forward? So, um, uh, shortly, a little while after, um, everything was revealed, he said that in order to get through it, we needed to go to therapy. He needed to go to therapy. I was against it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, wanna, I didn't want to go into therapy and have to be accountable for what I did. Um, and I felt like, and I knew a part of me knew that I would have to reveal everything. So whatever he didn't know. Um, mm-hmm. I would have to, you know, yeah. be honest with myself enough to reveal those things to him. And I would have to I would have to stand in that. And as a woman, that's difficult to hold accountability to to making that kind of mistake. But also, mm-hmm. you know, um, so, so we went to therapy um, and honestly, it was the best decision you know, I had ever made. I, and I, I can say, and I'll always add, uh, give credit to his mother for helping me, you know, really make that step into it. Um, because she, she was a, a part of, uh, encouraging me to go. Um, we immediately put our oldest son in with us. So we were going to therapy sessions together and then he was going to, uh, see a therapist as well, because mm-hmm. at that time he was old enough, um, to know what was going on. Our, our youngest wasn't, so we didn't, we knew it was impacting him because he was asking questions. Um, so we spent um, some time in therapy um, and eventually we just, and well, while in therapy, um, I got to a point to where I felt like I needed spiritual healing. Um, and so at at that point, I decided to go back to church. Um, I hadn't been to church the duration of our relationship, which which was about seven and a half years and so I went back to church and gave my life to Christ. Um, and so, and shortly after that, we split. We mutually agreed to go separate ways. Mm. Um, and I continued therapy with my boys. Um, and eventually we had our little ones start therapy sessions as well. And so I had to do relationship. I had to do sessions with him, with my uh, youngest son. Yeah. And, you know, the one thing I say about therapy is, it removes the mask of who you yeah. think you are and it reveals mm-hmm. who you really are and your it habits. Does. Right. And that's why. So, and that's why therapy is, is so important um, because you can't go in there with the excuses. Right. No, I think, you can't. I think, I think when people don't go to therapy and they cheat, whether it be guy or girl, right. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I cheated because you did this. 
why right. he, because of this situation or that situation mm-hmm. or whatever the case mm-hmm. is right mm-hmm. but it's like when you're in therapy it doesn't work like that no like, it doesn't it, there's there has to be accountability there has there has, right. to, there has mm-hmm. to be like there has to be ownership yes and if, and, and if you have a good therapist they, they're yes. not gonna let you do it right it's it's no no like mm-hmm. there are choices in life that you make yes good bad indifferent what these are choices and you made the choice to do this right right wow. not because he did this or he did that or she did this and she did that it's not because mm-hmm. not it's not no 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 mm-hmm. you made the choice it exactly. was your decision and you can't hide it behind anything and right. you have to own it and you and that accountability piece is so so important of, so important of what you said right um mm-hmm. because accountability needs to be on on both men and women when they do wrong yes right? um yes and the fact that you learned that in therapy um mm-hmm. but you knew that was coming in therapy that's why at first you didn't really want to do therapy you <laughs> yes. about it. You know, like, ah, ah, that, that's not what i want ah. yeah you know um but the fact that you went yeah now that you had now that from that now, mm-hmm. you know, now your children go through therapy and they're yes. experiencing the benefits mm-hmm. of what therapy can do for them. Um, I'm not sure if they were even affected by anything that happened because sometimes, most of the time, parents, uh, they shield, you know, well, they shield their kids from stuff or they won't tell their kids stuff. Right. Um, right. But the fact that they're in therapy um, mm-hmm. early is really good because they'll learn also how to continuously communicate, yes. get things out. And which yes. boys need. Yes, they, they need do. Mm-hmm. So I'm um, so proud of you guys that you guys, even though the relationship didn't work. Right. I'm so proud that, you know, that the kids are good. And that Absolutely. the kids are, all, you know, the healthy, the good. Um, you know, so definitely so salute to you um, and all the Thank parties you. that were, are involved in making that happen for, for the kids. Thank you. Um, so losing a relationship. Um, mm-hmm. can can be hard yes right um mm-hmm. and that's another thing to add on to the list right um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gone, it so, is. You went, so you went to therapy you know you yeah. tried to make it work the relationship mm-hmm. didn't work and i'm sure it was disappointing because right. you know that's also was the father of your children right right mm-hmm. so um when it comes to relationships though and all that you've been through mm-hmm. um what I'm what I'm thinking is that between the trauma, the domestic violence, the sexual abuse, it's hard to trust people. It's hard to trust yes. people who say they love you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? Because yes. you've been abandoned by the most important people mm-hmm. in your life. Yes. And you've seen yes. the most, you know, like the fa- as a father figure, you've mm-hmm. seen that person, right? Yes. Inflict hurt and pain. On the person that yes. he says, or that he said mm-hmm. that he loved, right? Exactly. So how do you? So when you see these images, like when these videos, and and mm-hmm. it happens, like you replay these things in your mind, right? Trauma is 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 often a movie that it is of, of clips. <laughs> it's it's clips of the past that sometimes you just cannot, you know, mm-hmm. it's 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 hard, right? So that shapes how you 
you relationships that shapes how you view life right Mm -hmm. and you walk around sometimes and it's like i I can't trust this person they say they love me but so did my dad said that he loved you know my mom Mm -hmm. you know and Mm -hmm. and you know and look at what happened with that right yeah people who said that they loved me abandoned me yes right Mm -hmm. and so has therapy helped in that regard as far as restoring or assisting in restoring like your faith in people yes yes so in therapy i did i learned how to basically unpack my feelings Mm. and then process my emotions i I always say that's the biggest thing that i got out of therapy learning how to process my emotions so uh basically starting to identify what they were um and then being more responsible for them like owning them why why you know understanding why understanding them better why i'm feeling away um and part of i know the journey with my mother started there because Mm. my therapist would have me um we, we at one point we wrote a letter to my mother and so mm. i would go in with a rough draft and what mm-hmm. she did for me over the course of the time was the letter was angry when i started out it was very angry um it was blaming her for a lot of things and over the course of the the, the sessions that I, when i would bring the letter back she would have me rewrite the letter i finally got to a place to where i could express my feelings to my mom and it was in mm. writing it was on paper without the anger you know, just telling her the hurt. Mm. Um, and I took her on a date at, uh, some time after that. You uh-huh. know, we connected and she read the letter to me out loud. Mm. Um, and that to me was a start of our healing. Oh, my God, I'm getting emotional because it, <laughs> it was it was the start um, of our healing. So mm. the healing between my, me and my mother started when I was in therapy. I think that was the biggest the biggest piece for me to unpack Mm. because you know like you said and you said it so well when you when family is you know the people that hurt you and family is supposed to be the people you can lean on and look to you know that pain is hard to overcome and it does make it difficult to move into relationships um, and it's still a process for me. It's still even a process for me now to move into relationships without mm-hmm. um, feeling like we have to have some type of mutual understanding. Mm-hmm. And 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 the thing about trust is, you know, people have trust issues and they didn't even yeah. go through. Yeah. Seventy five percent or te- or they, they haven't even gone through 10 percent of what you. Yeah. Win. And they and they have trust issues like the nerve. Mm. Right. <laughs> like, right. You know, and it's somebody somebody disappointed me. A friend disappointed me. They right. Still, listen, right. Right. Like. So I can imagine how much trust issues that you've, you know, that you've had throughout the years of people based off what right. you've seen and experienced. Mm. Um Mm-hmm. At such a, a young age, because when you're young, you're a sponge and you take yeah. in everything, right? Mm-hmm. All of your experiences. Yes. And and so you were a baby, or well, not baby, but you were pretty young. Um yes, when absolutely. those things happened. Um, especially absolutely. with the sexual abuse and things like that. That even affects mm-hmm. again relationships, yeah. right? It does. You know, yes. the mi- the the mishandling of you, yeah. right? People mm-hmm. taking like in- like innocence and and it, it's because four to six i mean you're innocent right so when people right. take advantage of, and, and it was four 
Yeah. Right. People mm-hmm. that were supposed to know better. People yep. that were were supposed to protect you. Like, you know, when you see a four or five, six year old, right. any, any child, I don't care if you're a stranger, you, you mm-hmm. want to protect them and shield them. Right. Um, yep. So, again, that's another layer of like, OK, it of, is, especially when it comes to in- intimacy with men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. That's a lot. Um, it so, is. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, nah, you've been you know, you've been through a lot. Um, so now you in you know, you're in therapy, you you know, your the relationship with your mom mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Has your mom like did your mom receive the letter well? She did. That's she great. did. Yeah. I feel like we've been able to make that journey from there together. So she Wonderful. definitely did. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. And speaking to the intimacy, and I know we're, we might get into that more a little later, but my mindset around sex was even when I had intimate moments, I was promiscuous in my teens. Mm-hmm. And then even when I had moments where I was in relationships, I felt like I was being molested by choice. So at that point, my mind had set into I'm being molested by choice now. It's me choosing to be touched a certain way, even if it feels inappropriate and it was it was it was hard because my body language would show that I wasn't comfortable with it even with people that I was in a relationship with and of course they didn't know and I called it groping I didn't like to be groped Mm. Um, but it could have easily been them just being intimate or affectionate but for me it just all felt like I was being molested just by choice wow yeah, that that's a lot even for me to unpack right now. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> mo- being molested by choice, and yes. and that's how you felt. Like that's something that's, that's how I felt that's real. Wow, mm-hmm. and that's a real feeling for you. Um, wow. Okay. Um, I had to overcome that in therapy too. My right. therapist was even shocked by the fact that I had that belief. Um, oh, see, see, if your yeah. therapist is shocked, then they hear probably <laughs> a lot more than me. So you can see why, why, why I'm shocked right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, uh, wow. And so, again, therapy helps that as well. Right. Yes, um, it and and, and kind of mm-hmm. helps you unpack all of yes. those feelings. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. So your mom. So as of right now, you and your mom, you, you guys are on a good path. Yes. Um, yes. We are. And, that's, so- and, and, and what about your dad? Um, actually I reconnected with my dad after I split. So after I cheated and, uh, me and my boy's dad split, I reconnected with my dad for a brief, uh, stretch of time. Um, and what was good about it? Because I was going to church faithfully, um, you know, just giving my life to Christ and making steps. Mm -hmm. What was great about it was just hearing from him, the things that he had done to my mother, because he abused my mother. So hearing him talk about the abuse, um, and, you know, just recounting some of the, the abuse that I went through with my boy's father, because after cheating, I went through some abuse with him. Mm-hmm. Um, they were very similar, almost exactly alike uh, abuse me and my mother that me and my mother encountered. Mm-hmm. Um, so hearing that from my dad validated my feelings about it because I took in the abuse as punishment because I had done something wrong. Mm-hmm. And so it validated my feelings for me. My dad was able to help me. You know, he was my support to get through that time. It was really wow. rough for me to, mm-hmm. um, you know, be without my boy's father because, you know, we were doing taking care of the children together. So my dad right. was my support. 
um, I had a, um, a, 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 a hard time just trying to be a single mother for that time frame. So mm. we reconnected and we spent some time getting to know each other. And because my dad was still working on parts of his healing, um, my healing didn't align to his. He didn't believe in therapy and I was in therapy. Mm. Um, you know, he would question why I was going to therapy. And so eventually, because I was, you know, headed in a different direction with my healing and trying to, mm-hmm. you know, really work on who I was as a as an individual and then coming more into my faith. Absolutely. Um, it didn't it didn't align in a way to where I felt like the relationship would be healthy. Um, and so eventually I decided, you know, to take take, you know, by choice this time more so feel like take, you know, my separation, you know, just say, hey, I. You know, I don't feel like this is going to be something that develops into what I believe a father and daughter dynamic should can look like. Mm. You know, so I I decided to stop the relationship there. Mm. Well, one, you know, I'm very happy that you understood boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, a lot of people don't understand <laughs> boundaries, and they have a hard right. time placing boundaries with family. Yeah. Um, even at their own detriment. Right. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. So, so happy that you were able to create that boundary because you're on your journey of healing. Yes. You're absolutely. on your journey of of being renewed and restored between therapy and, 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 and your relationship with God. And so yes. you're moving in a different direction and sometimes even family. Yes. They don't get it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's not for them to get. And it's, right. and, and, and it's nothing like saying like, I hate you. Or, it's nothing like that. No, this is for me. Like this Mm -hmm. is for me and my help. Mm -hmm. We we could be cool, but we don't have to be close. Exactly. Exactly. Um, And sometimes it could be your mother. It could be your father. Mm -hmm. It It can. Your brother, your sister, your aunt. It can. You know, um, um, because you got one life. You do. And you've overcome. You've endured. You've overcome a lot. Yes. So. You have that right to pick, choose, and refuse who's in your mm-hmm, life. Mm-hmm, and yes. and I'm glad that you did what was best for you. Yes. Right. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I also I also yeah. stopped having the relationship with my my grandmother or mm-hmm. uh, my non biological grandmother because mm-hmm. I started to identify that the abuse that we encountered with her wasn't right, um, mm-hmm. and she wasn't at a place to ask forgiveness without wanting to justify her actions. Mm. Um, and so I had to also separate myself from that relationship as well. Um, so that was another part of, like you said, as far as, mm. you know, just the mention of family and having to make those choices for yourself as you heal. And that's super important and really mm-hmm. great that you realize this one thing that you just said. Yeah. That People have to be held accountable for their actions without yes. trying to place blame on yes. somebody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? I did this, yes. but it's, it's because of yes. No, no, no. you. Yes. you did this. Mm-hmm. You did it. <laughs> Own it. Yes. Right. It, it's it's not just you know. Oh well, I only did this because right. Like that's you know because ab- abusers do that. They do. They oh do. well, you know, if you didn't make me angry, mm-hmm. right. Or mm-hmm. if you didn't do this, and it's like mm-hmm. again, these are choices. Yes, and people abuse people, it, and it doesn't even have to be physical abuse. People mentally abuse people, emotionally abuse people by choice. They do, mm-hmm. and then say, "Well, it's because you 
did X, Y, and Z. Exactly. If you're not happy in a situation, mm-hmm. you don't have to stay. Um, exactly. You can get up and leave. You don't have to choose to abuse. Right. right? Um, so that's why, I, you know, it's, it's, it's a thing of like, you have to be held to a certain standard. You do. And especially as an adult. You do. You're, if, if you're old enough to be a grandmother, you're old enough to know better. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's the thing. It's you know better. You should have done better. And, apolo- yes. and apology yes. goes a long way without mm-hmm. saying, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, but. Yes. No, it's no buts. <laughs> I apologize. Yes. For my mm-hmm. behavior mm-hmm. or what I've done to you. Yes. I know it wasn't right. Yep. I'm sorry. And Absolutely. What I just said was very simple. It was. It and is. It, it it doesn't need to be any other discussion. It's mm-hmm. I take my I take my responsibility, even if I don't mm-hmm. know, even if I don't have any other words to say. Right. I'm sorry for my actions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. Uh, and and you guys could have continued your relationship with. We no could problem. have. We could. Yes, TT. We could have. And Most definitely. And that right there is the frustrating part about a lot of mm-hmm. relationships not mm-hmm. just romantic family friends doesn't matter i'm sorry yes yes period and yes <laughs> and really and really holding to it and i got so much from what you said you know just because in therapy i learned the importance of the word but you know negating you know negating people's feelings with the word but mm-hmm. um Definitely learned that that was a staple in understanding and holding myself accountable. And I did. I held to my infidelity um, very hard. I, I took it hard. You know, I was responsible for a lot, you know, in, in including, you know, breaking up my family. But I hold to my infidelity the way I do now. And I talk about it so openly because, you know, there is a lack of, of accountability that shows up in women. It's it's very often um, that we have a hard time. And again, I'm still coming through that journey as well of holding ourselves accountable to 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 our own feelings, um, to our actions, to the way that we react to other people. Um, just really owning that. And, and like you said, taking ownership of that enough to make change. Right. Um, because it, it doesn't make sense to apologize if there's no change behavior behind exactly. it. Exactly. Right. So you can take your apology and thank you. Mm-hmm. But after that, there has to be actionable things, right? Like it change does. behaviors and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, because mm-hmm. it just doesn't make sense to say, I'm sorry, and, and then do it again. Exactly. Um, so, so now that we not, well, now it's, you're in a better place. Um, uh-huh. You, your mom, mm-hmm. you know, you, you've renewed your relationship with your mom. You have a relationship with God You're in therapy. Children are good. Yes. So things are at this point mm-hmm. looking pretty good for you. Right. Yes. Um, so when did you know that you were ready um, to go into a new relationship? Yes. Yeah, so I left that completely up to God. You know, I, I told God that I would wait until he sent me someone. So he did. Um, my husband had just finished what he calls freedom camp. So he was, he was at a, I always say he was at a pivotal turning point in his faith. And I was at the, I was at the start of mine. So mm. when we, when we met, 
um, it was it was instantaneous. Like we had a spiritual connection. I um, I feel like God led him to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and over the course of the development in our relationship, I did. I found more sustainability in my emotions. Um, I was I started to learn how to. He's really good with accountability, so I I started to really learn how to be. Uh, more accountable for my actions, for my pain, which was like a huge thing, Mm. uh, being more accountable for my pain um, and making a mistake and not wanting the person to overcome it right away. Like, okay, I said I was sorry. I don't have any justification. You have to get over it right now. Mm. Um, So that was a huge part of my development there. Um, And this was some time shortly after me and the boys had concluded therapy. So we were we were also done with therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, we had, you know, learned enough individually and collectively to manage life from there. Um, and then, um, you know, we, me and, me and my husband spent, you know, just time overcoming the power struggles. Um, and I know a lot of people are are familiar with that. Um, and then just battling our own demons and trying to come together as one in faith. Mm. Yeah. And then of course, long story real short we we got married um mm-hmm. and then we bought a house and all that happened during the pandemic um nice. and so yeah thank you um and so we've just been living in 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 faith from there mm-hmm. i've i he helped me um when i got to a point to where i was going to do coaching he was the one that really gave me that push to start um and as i got my certification i coached my mom so i coached my mom for two years um and she still comes to my events she's she's a great support our relationship Mm -hmm. really started to develop at that time it really started to evolve into something more of you know us coming back into those dynamics of mother and daughter because i played mother for so long um and she was kind of like my daughter or, or and I was the second mother to my siblings so that those dynamics started to change for us where we were now you know mother and daughter and of course that birthed more healing which is rare cuz people don't coach their family but for us it it worked I'm gonna tell you like this I'm not coaching <laughs> no family No I'm 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 gonna keep it 100% real with you Yeah <laughs> I don't have any interest in coaching. <laughs> I, I will refer you yeah. to somebody else. Yeah. And it could be a coach or it could be a therapist. Yeah. But it won't be me. Yeah. So I will say you are better than me. Yeah. I will not do it to myself yeah. at all, especially an elder. So yeah. I want to say so, salute to you. <laughs> You're a much you better so person much. than me. You're a much better coach than me, obviously, because I, for one, will never do it. Yeah. I, I, I don't have an I don't have an interest. Yeah. I don't have I, I protect my peace at all costs. And that's yeah. not a cost <laughs> I'm willing to pay. So you yeah. are amazing in that regard. Um Thank so you. yeah, yeah, no, 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 that's 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 different. Um yeah. so so going back to, so I know that um, when it comes to the abuse, the, the sexual abuse, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have you ever confronted your abusers about it? Or I, have you told anybody like, you know, because if it's in the family, I know you said one was in the family, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Have you ever, did you tell anybody at a point that, that this was them um, and the other people 
did you ever get a chance to confront them about the things that they've done to you? I did not get to confront anybody, but I have revealed it, you know, to my mother, to I even wrote about it on Facebook. So I revealed it. I named, you know, I named the person. So uh, people, people are aware um, his family, more of his family is aware. Um, And no one treats me different. I think that that was one thing I also, um, I also overcame in my relationship before my husband and I got married um, just being molested, you know, having to take time away from intimacy so that we could work on my pain. And then, you know, I, of course, share with him in detail the things that happened uh, to me when I was younger. And, you know, just, again, unpacking those feelings and, and working mm-hmm. with God to move through that pain. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm at a place now to where I've I've forgiven everyone that has just abuse me period that you know any any part of the trauma uh to where i have either worked towards reconciling with them or reconciled with them and um i'm at a place to where i can confront them with love you know with an open heart of compassion because i've done the work that i needed to do um and and speaking of which um even though me and my boy's dad went through what we went through. We both reconciled with each other. I've been able to openly express, and this is more recent. I've been able to openly express about the abuse. Um, you know, we've talked about the cheating, um, you know, and because the boys are currently living with him, we've been able to really, you know, dive into what happened over the course of our relationship. Even, you know, some of the things prior to the cheating, um, you know, that led to that point for more healing. So we've, we've, mm. we're at a place where we've reconciled. So not just, you know, with my mom, have I reconciled, but with my boy's father, um, and anyone else that, you know, comes by way of that, the goal is reconciliation. Mm. So. Uh, I hope one that you're, that you're writing a book about this, um, <laughs> Because no, no, for real, no, because it can really touch a lot. Of, you know, it can really touch a lot of yeah. people's lives. You know, um, yeah. Uh, your your strength is admirable. Um, Thank the you. The fact that you can forgive mm-hmm. um, the abusers, yes, especially the sexual abusers. Mm-hmm. The fact that you have and you have, I guess, for, uh, forgiving them. Uh, that says a lot about you, and yeah. how and what has transpired in your healing process mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i know if it were me i i won't smoke every time i see him <laughs> or i no no you know I'm, yeah 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 you know we yeah. just every yeah. time i see we gotta fight <laughs> yeah. you know like especially now that i'm older mm-hmm. i'm old enough now mm-hmm. for you to get yes. these hands yeah because before i wasn't i was young yeah mm-hmm. four five and six so now yeah i don't know uh, you now Every time, every time I see it's on site. Yeah, that would I mean, that that's yeah. that, you know you know mm-hmm. God God's still working on me with some things, um you know but <laughs> you know that's for me that might yeah. be my mindset like every time I see you it's just it's on you know what I mean because that's mm-hmm. that's you know I was four five six yes we, absolutely nah I gotta see yeah. you. Mm-hmm. I gotta see you you know <laughs> that's my you know that's that that's that's a lot but i understand yeah that when you get to a certain level of healing and yes and you come to that place 
Um, yes. You don't want things to get you out of character um, because exactly. then it's still traumatic and it's still, you know, like, all right, so I'm not healed from this because I mm-hmm. want to beat this person 24 7, 365, right? Um, right. And, and, and yes. so I, I understand the place that you've gotten to now and it's a place of peace. And that's amazing um, for you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because once you get to a certain point in life, all you want is peace. Like the drama. That's all the, you want. Like that's you don't, all you want. You're not interested in any of it. Um, you just come to that place. No, um, at all. And that's mm-hmm. amazing. So when it comes to, I know because you mentioned it about um, you know, the father of, of your children has full custody. You know, or you know, mm-hmm. or or like has like main custody, right? Of the children right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How was that decision made? Because most yeah. like like mothers are mm-hmm. you know, man, they different mm-hmm. and they would be, I mean, incent like just irate about that because you right. never really <laughs> see that often. And the no, courts won't and the courts won't even grant it often, right? Like it has right. to be you, you know, so how did you guys come to that conclusion that that was the best thing for the children? It was actually the boy's choice. So after me and their dad split it. I put him on child support. So I, I needed the money. I definitely wasn't at a place for us to mm-hmm. talk to be mm-hmm. able to get help. Um, even though him and his family offered it, I didn't trust them. Um, and so because I didn't trust them and I didn't want to be placed in a position where I had to ask for help and then go through if I wasn't able to get it or not, I wanted to, I guess, quote unquote, be in control of that. Um, so I placed him on child support um, throughout the time. You know, he did his best to try and reconcile with me earlier on. I wasn't at a place. I wasn't in uh-huh. a place mentally or emotionally. Uh-huh. I was still looking at it in a sense of, uh, you know, trying to overcome my shame um, and the pain that I was going through. Uh-huh. Um, and so we did eventually reach a point to where and this was right before uh, the pandemic. So around 2019. Um, and, you know, they were starting to do some shutdowns. We hadn't done like a full one yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and the boys, you know, he wanted to, you know, the boys were slowly improving in school. Like they weren't just the best. Mm-hmm. at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wanted to help them. And so, you know, he thought it'd be best for them to come and be with him for that time. And he, you know, be more present with them in the school setting. Cause we were, at, we were, they were doing it at home. Right. Um, so they went in November of 2019. And then a few months after I say January, 2020, they, you know, they, and they had mentioned it over time. And of course, like you said, my answer was no, it was a flat out. I'm mm-hmm. not doing this. You know, I don't care how anyone feels about it. I'm not doing it. Um, right. And then of course I spent some time with God. I had to do a lot of letting go of my mm. boys at an early age and it was in line with their development because of the work we had done in therapy. Um, and we sat down and had a talk. It was an emotional talk for me. I was in tears, but mm-hmm. you know, I showed it, I showed it to them. I wanted them to make the decision based on everything considered. So knowing that mom would be hurt if that's what they truly wanted to do was an important part of, you know, that healing dynamic that we carried over from the work we did in therapy um, to allowing them to step into a choice as young adults. Um, you know, even though mm. they were younger, they were 10 mm-hmm. and 12, mm-hmm. you know, stepping into a choice um, to choose between their mother and father, you know. 
but being able to, yeah, be able to hold themselves in that accountability and the choice they wanted to make. Um, and so they chose to stay with their dad. Their dad agreed. I took him off child support and then, and they've been with him. What? Almost four years now. Wow. So. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and in that dynamic, um, how is the co-parenting? Is it, is, is it good? Is it better? Um, you guys have a system now with it. Everything is good. He does an absolutely amazing job at leading as a co-parent. Um, there are things that I've learned that I know I wasn't doing as, as a co-parent, uh, mainly because uh -huh. I was selfish, selfish as a woman. Uh -huh. And, um, so, you know, he communicates with me openly every decision that's made, you know, he talks to me, I feel like I'm there and I'm not there, you mm -hmm. know, I feel like I am part of every decision that he makes with our children. Um, you know, if he chooses something, whether I'm in agreement or not, we talk about that and, you know, I support him, you know, I've, I've learned so much more about being a, a parent by just being in the position that I'm in now and I can actually be a mother who nurtures and understands so mm. when they come and talk to me I can just nurture and understand like I can just be a mother I'm not trying to play the role of a father I'm not trying to take on you know fatherly the fatherly role I'm just able to be the mother I'm able mm. to be the support I feel like so much healing has come from you know, them making that choice for themselves and, and they come back to me in in the way that they talk, the level of maturity, you know, him teaching them how to be more mannerable. Like mm. there are things that, you know, I, you know, I commend him for and, you know, he extends the appreciation to me as well. So it just for us, it works. You know, it works very well. Um, and me and my boys have had conversations about you know, their experiences in therapy and they were young, you know, they were five and seven. So for mm. them to talk about it, you know, the way they express their emotions, I'm even taken back at times, you know, mm. I'm even, you know, shocked as a mother with the way that they're developing. So it makes you proud. It does. And it makes you proud to an extent to where you're like, we as a people can do this. You know, it's rare yes. to hear, like mm -hmm. you said, a father take on a, the role full time and a mother support him. Mm -hmm. And then they're able to reconcile and heal and work well within, you know, within those dynamics. It's yes. it's very rare. You know, it, it's a blessing just saying it full out to you. Yeah. Um, and it's a blessing hearing it because <laughs> so many times yeah. you you know the stories it's 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 yeah it's it's really bad and and yeah you know, between the two parties and the only people that suffer are the children right right um right. and people don't don't get along you know they fight you know you got one trying to you know mm -hmm. saying things about the mother mm -hmm. mother telling mm -hmm. the kids things about the father like, you know like and it just becomes a very dysfunctional place for the children it it, it does. And we started, you know, and, and when you hear from where we started out from and all that we've come through is just for me, it, it's it's amazing. You know, just even thinking it, you know, reflect on now, I'm like, that's amazing. All that, that we've been through. the Yeah. The cheating, the abuse, you know, the separation is just mm -hmm. wow. 
You guys have come. I'm gonna give full, myself full a while. Circle. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. You did. Yeah. Well, you yeah. deserve a lot of wiles like that. That. Yeah. <laughs> you, your life been a little yeah. different, you know. Um, yes. You, it has. But but mm-hmm. but you've but you've come a mighty long way. Um, and congratulations to you and and the father of your children for for finding a way. Um, thank you. And finding a place of maturity that you thank guys you. can just successfully co-parent and raise mm-hmm. amazing raise amazing boys that's going to be yes yes um and that's needed um especially in this day and age just raising good men um and 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 you guys are doing that successfully so that's wonderful yes um and so walk me through you know your process now as a wife you know i mean you've made it through a lot in in your life Mm -hmm. right you've Mm -hmm. overcome a lot um, mm-hmm. You're doing some amazing things now. Lots of healing involved, right? Yes. And now you're a wife. Now I'm a wife. different level of responsibility. <laughs> it's it a is. different level of, of responsibility that a lot of people it just is. want the wedding, but mm-hmm. they don't want, but they don't want to, you know, they don't want the responsibility yeah. of being a wife, right? Or, or, yes. or being a husband, right? Um, mm-hmm. It's it's different, right? It's about the wedding. It's about, you know, the, the day. Right. After that day, the work starts, right? The work starts. Mm-hmm. So how has your journey been? Even with all of the healing, um, your relationship with God is, you know, is stronger. How has your journey been through um, in wifehood? Like, how has that been for you? It has been a challenge. I won't lie. I'm not going to lie. Right? Because, because you're in constant accountability to your role as a wife. You know, and, you know, just trying to get to a point to where, okay, now I have to do more of the listening to a man. I have to consider his feelings. I have to make it an effort to try to understand him and the compromises and sacrifices that I think I have to make are not the ones that God wants me to make. There's a a lot of surrendering, you know, there's a lot of, you know, of course, dying to self or letting go of the desires that you want in the way that you want them. Mm. Um, and it's, it's so funny. You asked me this question because my current transition is being more submissive. You know, my, my, my idea of submissive, of course, is misconstrued because we hear, you know, you don't want to be a slave to a man. Oh, or, yes. You know, yes. things like, you know, oh, things like man. that. that, that no, yeah. This word causes yeah. a lot of headaches, stress, <laughs> agita. Yeah. It causes mm-hmm. a lot of things in relationships and just arguments on social media all the time that I see about yeah. this word submissive. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I'm not going to give my take on none of that right now. I want you <laughs> To, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, you know, I want you to kind of go through um, that word. Right. Because I've heard things, you know, with women say, oh, and, you know, if you want to be submissive, then you're a pick me. Right. Like, you know, or you just want to yeah. pick. But you happen mm-hmm. um, already. Yes. Right. You are married. Right. Yes. So mm-hmm. What does this mean to you as far as being submissive? Like, what does that entail? And what's and how is that different from how other people see this evil word? I know, right? I know, right? <laughs> um, so the the main thing that I've learned and what's uh, my current struggle right now is just learning to endure. 
you know, um, it's one thing to want to be committed, but actually staying in it and being committed. So no matter what comes about within the marriage, um, being able to stick through that and being the emotional and mental support for your husband. So um, it's not just about, you know, you doing what he tells you to do or exactly what he tells you to do, because the submission happens to God first. Um, and everything comes by way of where your husband is in the spirit. So you'll know if you are to follow that. Um, I can give a really good example that happened to me recently. Um, I was preparing for my event um, last weekend and I I had at some point my phone had died. And, you know, the spirit told me to call. I went into a target. The spirit told me to call my husband and let him know where I was. So I did that. Um, in the midst of doing that, I still had a couple of places I needed to go in the area. And his his direction was come straight to the house, get the charger and then go back out. And since I felt like <laughs> it would, you know, it wouldn't make sense to drop all the way home and drop all the way back. Mm -hmm. I went to the next place I wanted to go. So I was out of pocket for an hour and a half. He didn't know where I was for an hour and a half. So when I got home and he's he's really subtle about how he approaches situations where, uh -huh. you know, he doesn't agree. So he's really good with that. Very even tempered uh -huh. um, or mild tempered. And so he didn't say much. But of course, I knew. Uh -huh. <laughs> and what happened was because I had made a choice to submit to God prior to that prior to that happening, we were able to have a conversation, an open dialogue about what it means to be in full submission to something like that and the accountability. So um, what was revealed to me in the spirit was just knowing that sometimes God gives you a direction for a reason, even though it didn't make sense in my mind, it made mm. sense, you know, I'm to just be obedient to God. So follow up because maybe God have me go home all the way home for a reason. And everybody says this all the time. You know, he's getting you out the way for something. He's looking out for you. So had I uh, thought about it in that way, I would have mm -hmm. went straight home. I would have been obedient to God because I was obedient up to the point until the phone call happened. After that, I looked at it as if my husband was telling me to go all the way home. And that's, that wasn't something I wanted to do instead of remembering that I got to that point because God led me there. So I needed to continue to follow him in that. Mm. So however it was given to me, even though it was given to me through my husband, I am to follow that. If God had already started leading me in a direction, I needed to follow him all the way through. Mm. Because a lot of people would say, you were right. It doesn't make yeah. any sense. Right. Like yes. you shouldn't mm -hmm. have to go home because your husband tells you to go home. Yes, right? exactly. Right. And also mm -hmm. it's the same with men. I mean, it's the same with the husband. Like when your wife tells you something or advises you on something, yes. men take it the same way. Like I'm grown. Yes. I'm grown up. Yeah. Like, you know, um, mm -hmm. right. Um, because mm -hmm. there's a lot of ego. Um, right, yes. you know, and we all struggle with it. Men should have big we egos, do. women mm -hmm. have big egos. Um, yeah. and so it, it's like having that that different mindset of okay, right, you know, or of the submission, right? But it's like mm -hmm. 
also, if you're not sure about something, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you can go a little further and ask. Well, well, why? Yes. Well, like, well, mm-hmm. why do you want me to come home now? Yes. Like, what's mm-hmm. the reasoning behind it so it can make mm-hmm. sense for me in my mind too, right? right. And then there could have been explanation. You said, "Oh, all right, cool," right? Yeah. Like, or whatever it mm-hmm. is, right? But just, but a lot of us, you know, we struggle with that. It's, it's like we once you hear something that we don't like, it's like exactly. I mean, no sense. Yeah, whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, and then yes. you do what you do, and then now that puts you in conflict with your person. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and and then sometimes submission, and I've seen this online a lot mm-hmm. and social media. Mm-hmm. They said, I'll submit to a man once he pays all of my bills. That's yeah. a thing. I'm sure mm-hmm. you've seen it. Um, I have seen it. Yeah. As well, right? Um, that's mm-hmm. how I'll submit to him is if he's paying all, all of my bills and this, that, and the third. Yeah. But to me, even that's unhealthy because what you're saying is that you'll only be submissive if he's paying for everything. Everything. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So your submissive your submissiveness can be bought. But the difference is you have to be yep. discerning, right? Yeah. Because there will be men that have it mm-hmm. that can buy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then you'll and then you can turn around and be submissive yes. to the wrong man. You it's can. not about it's not about the dollar right, right? it's like what you right. said like you have mm-hmm. to have some discernment and say okay well you, I'm, you know as long as he's paying my bills now i'll, I'll submit and it's like mm. yes you know yes because mm-hmm. you could put yourself in a position that could be very bad you can you definitely right? can right where now the guy can. has the right dollar amount and now mm-hmm. you're just submissive and that could end in abuse it can control it can yes it can right and then you're like oh man like i thought i had something good i I was being Mm -hmm. submissive this Mm -hmm. guy was paying my bills and it's like absolutely you got to go a little further with the conversation you do being a provider is fine that's not Mm -hmm. what i'm saying Mm -hmm. being a provider it's no no problem right be a provider or look for it that's what you're looking for like oh guy's supposed to protect and provide okay right but go further, go further Absolutely. because Absolutely. you can have a guy who can protect you from other people mm-hmm. and provide and, mm-hmm. and provide for you. Yes. But he's not protecting you from himself. Right. So oh, you come home to end abusive. Well. Yeah. Cause now you can come mm-hmm. home to end abusive. He won't let anybody else abuse you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He paying them bills, bro. And you're like, yes. so these money conversations, I get, you know, provision, protection, but pro- protection goes a lot further than just money. Right. Right. Providership right. goes a lot further than just money. We got to talk about me- mental, your mental health, your e- emotional health. Is he protecting those things? Does he have mm-hmm. the capacity to do mm-hmm. those things for you? Right. Absolutely. So it's these discussions and it's very, it, it almost seems like, it's just an exchange, almost mm-hmm. a monetary mm-hmm. exchange for this exchange, and then I'll be happy. And it's like, be very careful. Yes, yes. Like use up what's up here, but then also, mm-hmm. like like you said, you have a, a mm-hmm. relationship mm-hmm. with God. See, yes. if this is where that you're supposed to be, because most what I'm seeing is uh, for a lot of women, it's like, oh, if he could pay my bills, fly me out. Yes, yeah, they were good, and it's yes. like, hey, hey, hey. Mm-hmm. Pause for a second. 
It could appear mm-hmm. to be great, but you could be walking into a nightmare, right? That's and true. so when we talk about dating and when, when we talk about marriage and is a lot mm-hmm. of us date for vibes, right? So we yes. date for like mm-hmm. a vibe, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, like this is a vibe, but like, oh, he can fly me out or she can do this, whatever that is, right? Right. It's appealing to you. Right. What you're not talking about is, hey, hey man, uh, what's your triggers? What you've been through? How do you handle conflict? Are you quick exactly. to anger? Hold on. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you can fly me out. And then we get to Costa Rica or wherever we at and you quick to anger. And now we mm-hmm. now we in the hotel rumbling because <laughs> it, but these are things that happen. And when you don't yeah. talk mm-hmm. through things or you don't think through things through like thoroughly. Right. right? right. And you're not mm-hmm. discerning. So exactly. it's very important of what you said about just also just, you know, if you're going to submit, submit, to, like you said, submit to God first. Right. Yes. Yes. And and don't just submit to a dollar amount yes it's so important um yes it is you know i just want to see women win mm-hmm. and be in healthy relationships mm-hmm. and i'm all for the soft life i'm all for just being taken care of and providers i'm all for that i have no problem with that right but just take right, it right. further mm-hmm. you know in your ways of dating and in your ways mm-hmm. of thinking about a, somebody who's going to lead the house mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just, just just because they're paying all the bills doesn't mean they lead the house yes it could be leading yes. you to the, to the hospital too in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. dysfunction leading your kids down a, a life of dysfunction right? right like these are things that right. we don't talk about we talk about one side of the coin and so i'm glad that you know you are in accordance you know with god and also now mm-hmm. you've been through a lot of different things so mm-hmm. You're thinking too, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's so and important. Some, Go ahead. Yeah. Please. And and I like the way that you laid that out so well, especially after all that we've talked about and just kind of bringing everything together. What is most important that, you know, we've shown here is as a woman, I had to at some point choose to get my own healing. I had to choose to change. I had to choose to be accountable. I didn't get to this place of, you know, being a wife who submits without those without those aspects. So mm. I love the way you laid that out. It's great to have things that you want. It is. And, and I feel like you're in agreement with, you know, a woman having all of what she wants mm-hmm. is just in line with that needs to come. Make sure that you are in a stable place. Make sure your 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 well-being is in a, in a is in a healthy state. You know, those things I took care of those things over the course of making mistakes. I held myself accountable to my feelings and my pain Mm. prior to moving into this step. So those things happened prior to where I was. I did give control to God. I did give things to, you know, God in order to make it happen. I didn't do it without those things. I didn't Mm. do it without the healing, the change, the accountability, you Uh know, the giving it over to God. I didn't do it without that. And that's amazing. Um, And when you looked at your life as a movie, because everybody, Mm -hmm. it's timelines, you know, and you can see Mm -hmm. everything that you've come through in your life. And when you view it like that, like, it's like a movie, like when you view it, like, and you're like, oh, wow, Mm -hmm. this is yeah, I've 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 made it. 
Mm-hmm. And it may not yes. even be where you're talking about, like you've made it, like you popping, like you made it. But like mm-hmm. I've gotten the place. Yes. Yes. I've gotten to the place where I wanted to be at peace. Yes. Of, of healing. And, and I never thought I would get here. Exactly. You're, you're right. You never thought you would mm-hmm. get here. But here you are. Right. Yes. And that's gotta be a great feeling, especially for you. Um, yes, it is. To actually finally come back full circle. And now you're mm-hmm. assisting in helping other people um, right. change their lives too. And, exactly. And I hope that one, you're writing a book about all of this, please. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, <laughs> it, it, it has to come out. Like I'm not saying now, but I'm saying at some point, yeah. It's mm-hmm. gotta come out. Um, Absolutely, and, I agree. <laughs> and the life that you're impacting by just sharing mm-hmm. your story and being vulnerable enough, yes, to tell your story mm-hmm. is absolutely yes, um, amazing. It shows your strength. It shows everything that you've been through to get to this place where you can actually tell this story, mm-hmm. right, in full detail with no guilt. Mm-hmm. With no yes. shame. Yes. Yes. With, with empowerment too. Yes. Like these are things yes. that you should be commended for. And that when you take a look mm-hmm. back on your life, you can say, I did a job well done. Right? Because that's something that Yes. Absolutely. That, that's something that to be proud of. And when you're and when mm-hmm. your kids hear the stories. They're going to say, man, mama was strong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like the appreciation, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 and this is something that I want people. And this is the reason why I, when I heard your story, I said, oh, yeah, I have to have her on because yeah. it needs to be told. It needs to mm-hmm. be told in the way that you told it. It needs to be completely, you know, from young to old, right? Mm-hmm. Not old, but you know, because you're not old, but like from young right. to where you are now in mm-hmm. your life, mm-hmm. there's a young girl out here right now that's going to listen to this who, who, yes. who could be eight, nine years old. They got access to the internet. They can, they can listen to whatever at this point mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. might hear this and say, I need to speak to her. Yes. Or they, they'll, or they'll just be taking notes mm-hmm. throughout this whole conversation. You've laid out the blueprint, the, the blueprint to healing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. healing looks different for everybody. It does. It does. There's going to be nuggets that people will take, mm-hmm. both men and women. Yes. And men need to hear this. Men need to hear this and, and say, I need to do better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stop all the abuse. Yep. Be more of an advocate to women mm-hmm. who, who have been abused. Yes. There will be women. Mm-hmm. Who, who will see this and say, somebody gets me. Yes. And she looks like me. Mm-hmm. There are going to be people that will probably view this and use this in nonprofits across the world and say, listen to her story. Listen yes. to this interview. Listen mm-hmm. to her story. Mm-hmm. That in of itself is a blessing. It and is. if you could just change one person's life, it's an amazing thing, it but is. I believe <laughs> you'll change millions. Oh yeah. Because oh, this yeah. is the type of story that somebody's going to look at it and say, I'm not going to give up. 
I was thinking about mm-hmm. giving up. I was thinking about committing suicide. I was thinking that I'm mm-hmm. not worthy. They're going to listen to you. Mm-hmm. And their life going to change. Yes. And this is why the work that you're doing is so important. It's vitally important. Mm-hmm. And so very, very much so impactful. Um, speaking of work, um, so tell us, tell the people the kind of projects that you've done or that you're going to continue to to do um, mm-hmm. when it comes to the coaching spaces and things like that, that you're going to be involved in? Like what's some of the things that you've been doing as far as coaching and, and, and different events? Oh, yes. So um, I run challenges uh, every month. I have a Facebook mm-hmm. group called Strong, Black and Spiritually Confident, where I run mm-hmm. cha- my challenges every month or I'll do uh, live events, live Facebook events. Um, I also do. I also now do in-person events, um, just experience to help show people what a coaching you know, experience would look like. Um, I have a one, I have a one-on-one program. I have a group coaching program, which is, um, it starts August 21st. So that's, that's coming soon. Um, they can go to my website, of course, to, you know, stay in with the events and, you know, get details on my group coaching program, my one-on-one program, um, mm-hmm. to read a little bit more about what I offer, you know, what I do as a coach, just what my work is focused around. Um, and it's mainly just, you know, helping the black community, um, you know, helping us move into a space to where we have the tools and resources to change, you know, to change our lives. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, as I said earlier on, just giving us, you know, bite size, you know, steps to overcome our pain, you mm. know, turning that pain into purpose a, as right. I've done. Um, and so, um, and then of course I, I wrote a book, it's called mm-hmm. your life is worth it. Your mm-hmm. life is worth it. Um, I I'm actually a contributing author. So there are mm-hmm. 10 other ladies, um, in the book as well. Um, my chapter is actually titled your story is worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it tells a little bit of my story and then I offer, I offer, you know, some practical tools in there, um, that you can use immediately. Um, and yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. it yeah. It's the gist of, mm-hmm. you know, what I, the projects that I have. Yeah. Man, you know, that is an interesting title to, um, that book, you know, uh, uh in- interesting title to that chapter because, Truth be told, yeah. your story is worth it. it your is. story is worth it, <laughs> and mm-hmm. and so you know that could be the name of of your book. I'm, you know, I'm just putting it out there. I mean, I don't really know, mm-hmm. but I'm just mm-hmm. saying, you know, um, there there is power in your words. There's power in in your stories. There's power in sharing. Um, and so the one thing that I just want to say is continue the amazing work. Um, continue the amazing work that you're doing. Um, mm-hmm. It's worth it. You know, um, everything yes, that you, everything that you've gone through, um, I can't say like, oh, you know, like, oh, it's good that because people say that, oh, it's good that you went through that. You know, God doesn't give mm-hmm. so much. I don't want to hear that. It shouldn't have yeah. happened. <laughs> it yeah. shouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you've certainly made le- a lemonade out of lemons. Um, with okay, that you've been through, <laughs> right? So I'm not gonna be sitting here talking about, oh, you know, no. It should have happened, but it did. Mm-hmm. And you've made incredible strides and you've overcome a lot. Um, yes. The adversity, um, your your strength is to be commended. 
and um thank you. you and your maturity to forgive thank you should be very commended um because mm -hmm. a lot of people couldn't wouldn't and honestly they have a a case that it would be understandable right 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 Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. But you but you have forgiven um, because now you are the best version of yourself yes. because, because of it. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't control you. You control it. Exactly. And um, exactly. I couldn't think of a better role model for young women out there, um, especially women that have gone through a lot. Um, and the statistics about sexual abuse are out there. You can look yes, it up. is. And mm -hmm. they're staggering. Mm -hmm. And they're staggering. And if you break it down into the black community, it's even worse. Um, yeah. So, mm -hmm. so there is going to be somebody who's going to see this and be inspired by you, gain hope, right? And strength from these things. Um, yes. Mm -hmm. and, and also, I pray that there's going to be women out there that will take accountability a lot more serious because yes. of you. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. And, and so um, I just want to say, you know, thank you. Um, and just keep doing the work that you're doing. And you can tell the people where they can find you, um, how they can reach you, keep up with what you're doing. Okay. Yes. So earlier, as I said, my my website mm -hmm. is www.insightfulbeginningwithcoacht.com. Mm -hmm. um, I have a Facebook group called Strong Black and Spiritually Confident. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Insight Coach T. I mm -hmm. um, also have a business page on Facebook at Insight Coach T. I typically choose at Insight Coach T. I'm on Clubhouse um, as well. Same thing, Insight Coach T. So any of those places, you can follow me. Um, and you can go to my website and there's plenty of links where you can book a call if you want to have a chat. Um, you can join my group if you just want to be in my community. Um, and then we'll, of course, leave all that information available for you um, to get access. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and support, follow, um, follow her journey. Um, you know, if you know anybody that that needs her services or that could be um, to work with her. You know, uh, you know, I'm sure she's down for some collaborations and have a have mm -hmm. a way, you know, what I'm saying that we can get this story out, you know, definitely support. Um, but if you need any kind of help too, you know, we'll definitely put resources up there. Uh, phone numbers, you know, is, is going to be up mm -hmm. after this show um, concludes. And um, if you are being abused and different things like that, you know, we'll, you know, the numbers will be up there um, for you to get the help that you need um, going forward. Um, but nevertheless, thank you uh, for everything. Thank you for doing the show. Um, thank you for being a beacon of light, beacon of hope for a lot of people out there. Um, they need it. There's a lot of people suffering in silence, um, but you are the voice um, that can be heard loud um, for the abusers. Um, you should never abuse anyone. Um you know, um, those, like these are things that we should be talking about, especially in our community right now. Um, so for someone who mm -hmm. has gone through what you've gone through, thank you for your story and for being so vulnerable. And congratulations, because healing was great on you. So thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I hope you 
I hope you guys have enjoyed this show. I hope that you guys are being blessed by the show or have been blessed by the things that have been shared here. Um, and Tanitra, thank you for all of your transparency. Um, it's not easy sharing um, and being vulnerable. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. No problem. This has been another episode of Conversations of the Heart. Please be sure to tune in next time. As always, it is your boy Tito. I will talk to you next week. Peace.